Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of Geek So To Speak podcast. I am one of the co-hosts. My name is Shaf, and I'm here with... I am also one of the co-hosts. <laughs> I'm Wonder Rob. <laughs> Wonder, Wonder Rob. Wonder Rob. By the way, for our listeners who uh, are curious, Wonder Rob is one word. Oh, yes. <laughs> now that uh, we're gaining internet notoriety, yes, I'm seeing Wonder Rob referenced, man, referenced as two words. It's one word. W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. It's like Madonna or Cher or Bam Margera. No, that didn't, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Is that guy still around? Does he uh, still do stuff? He he does stuff in prison is when he where he does stuff yeah why he's in prison i think he's i think he's in prison i'm pretty sure he's in Margera is in prison we didn't cover this story no well also you'd have to check out bam Margera's current status on another podcast related to jackass or something so uh oh, until, yeah until he appears as a marvel villain or you know what actually he'll probably end up being uh the next joker you know, by all accounts, I mean DC is ready to throw throw away their entire cinematic universe. So, I mean, Bam Margera has as good a chance as any to be. Listen, we have this vision. We want the Joker to punch himself in the nuts over and over and over again. Can you do it? I'm your man. That's that, that's my Bam Margera. Not to do the geek theater early. We we might be onto something here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so thank you so much for joining us to episode 18. We've been having a great time these past 18 episodes, just uh, really just digging in and celebrating our inner geeks. Uh, we do things bi-weekly or just about bi-weekly. Sometimes we fudge it a little bit because uh, we, we know something really awesome is coming up and we want to make sure to, to allow for enough time so we can talk about that in the episode. So that's what happened here. Black Panther is what we're talking about in today's episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, Black Panther was uh, what just came out this past uh, Thursday, technically, but Friday was uh, the release date. We're recording this, by the way, on Sunday night, um, and uh, this episode will go live on the 20th of February, so looking forward to that. Um, one thing we always do, we always kick things off with some geek news. Yes. Geek news, 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 news. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Another thing that we're going to do uh, within our episode, and we started this a few episodes back. It's been super successful. People are raving. They're commenting. They're sending us all these emails and messages just saying, we want more. And what they want more of is what, Wonder Rob? 
geek theater 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 theater. that's right they want some more of that geek theater okay so uh we've got a special scene picked out for you from the avengers uh which i believe came out in 2012 am i right about that that is correct 2012 perfect Perfect. may 4th 2012 oh really i see wow that's pretty exciting 10 years exactly dang okay that's that's pretty cool that's pretty well not exactly (laughs) <laughs> not to, never mind not like today but like we're thinking we're thinking ahead about infinity war that's what yeah, yeah 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 so uh so yeah so we're going to talk about uh, some geek news some geek theater uh we're going to talk about the black panther which is the main focus of today's episode but also there's going to be at the very end a nice special treat a mini mystery unboxing you've you've heard of this before we've done it uh plenty of weeks in a row here and it's something we like to do because we always like to take away a little sentiment sentimental object to re- kind of to remember the episodes that we do we put them on our desks at work and we just like love life because they're there we can look back on them we laugh we we cry sometimes it's just a great thing Yes, and they're great for procrastinating when you don't want to work. Yeah, you start just studying them. Maybe you have like a battle scene and playing on your on your desk. <laughs> no, they got it. You gotta pose them just right, <laughs> just right positions on your desk. That's time consuming. <laughs> I, I I really want to see one of those moments, Wonder Rob. Next time, next time you pose them, send send, send me a picture. Put it up on social media so our our listeners can check that out. All right. That sounds like a dare. <laughs> I'll do it. We don't wonder, Rob. He always rises to the occasion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, things I wanted to say, but we're family friendly. We're family friendly, but we're also explicit language. So you can just, you know, say what you want to say. Oh, yeah. Say what you mean to say. <laughs> that's, that's all. I can only sing that much. Otherwise, it's copyright, you know, so. Um, <laughs> So anyways, uh, so Wonder Rob, I think it's time that we kick off our famous, famous segment. I'm talking about Geek News! Yeah! Well, so many things to talk about, because like you said, we did take a little extra time between episodes to make sure that we had Black Panther hot and ready to go as soon as it released in theaters. So a lot has happened in the meantime. A lot. A lot has happened. And I'm going to start with, I'm not going to start with my favorite. I'm going to start with my least favorite. Let's talk about the Venom teaser <laughs> trailer. Venom teaser trailer. Yes. So as everybody knows, we've, we've voiced our opinions about this in the past. There is a spinoff from Sony coming Venom set outside the MCU, yet within the MCU simultaneously somehow, uh, according to Amy Pascal, uh, the uh, executive producer at Sony. But anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting off track. The Venom teaser, tra- teaser trailer just came out. And it's... Imagine teasing a movie with nothing... What, which... With what feels like nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> it, that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. Now, made, that's not the case. That's just what it feels like. They made it a point to make it the most generic trailer ever. Like, they didn't talk about anything related to having the symbiote attached to him. All they did was try to use words that were the most generic, vague monologue give him sort of like a 
a New York accent a little bit. And it was very strange because it just seemed like it was a guy who likes to go to the convenience store and then he likes to take walks and then he likes to ride his bike. And occasionally he goes to the hospital and gets a, an MRI done. Like that, that's, that's pretty much it. It was, yeah. And then the shot of the Golden Gate Bridge and everywhere you look, everywhere. <laughs> it's true. There, there were so many establishing shots, like more time spent on establishing shots than any time spent uh, with any action. There was like more time with him riding his motorcycle or you, him, or them filming him from the back of him walking into a convenience store. Seriously, like, I think we even saw like the entire purchase of him like taking out his wallet and deciding which credit card he wanted to use. We Putting him back, cash. He's like, he's like, you know what? I think I'll use my debit card. But then he thought uh, it was a swipe, but actually he was supposed to use the chip. It was like it was like a whole big thing, and it ended up he ended up not having enough funds on his card, and he had to call his bank. It was, that's that's the entire scene. That's what we saw, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whoa, this example. <laughs> Some example. Wow, I can't believe they put that in the trailer. Now, when when the trailer started, for, for like a hot second at the beginning of the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. Or not see what they're doing, but like a, an interesting thing that I never thought of. But this is this was the only part where I wasn't getting upset. Before I saw everything else. So they show him in the MRI, sweating his butt off, looking scared. And I don't remember what he was saying, but I'm just focusing on him. Even though I'm not that big of a Tom Hardy fan. But for you might be familiar, you might not be familiar, but MRI machines are um, have a lot to do with sound waves. Like... It's just part of how they take their pictures. And as we all know, Venom's biggest weakness is sonic sound waves. Oh, I never caught that. That makes sense. Yeah. And he's freaking out. He's sweating. He's real upset. And so to me, that sort of struck me as maybe the first time he's starting to figure out this weakness. Uh, since obviously he never ran into Spider-Man and Spider-Man never used sound waves to get him off him. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get, not to get perhaps, off track. Perhaps he's wondering why sound waves would hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing that they're doing. And then the rest of the trailer happened where he's taking his money out of his wallet and he's paying for a soda. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 like, it was like it had nothing to do with Venom aside from a single shot where they showed like a guy opening like you can't tell what he's opening. It might be the back of a truck or like a storage yeah. space. And there's like a little tube, like a TGRI tube. Uh, yes. <laughs> with a, with a little, I know, I know nobody gets what I just said. <laughs> I know. For you. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Look it up, kids. TGRI. Or TCRI. Either or TCRI. It's TG or TC. Either way. Um, but just like a little tube with the symbiote in it. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And just, when you think they're going to show you like a, a little glimpse of uh, Venom, the trailer, the music's building up. Duh, duh. He's singing <laughs> like more intense with this voiceover. And then it's just black Venom logo. And I'm like, well, 
<laughs> Throw my computer into the street. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping we'd get at least a glimpse, a glimpse of, of Venom, even if it was a dark, dimly lit thing, or maybe just from the back, like a hulking black mass of a yeah. thing with like the tendrils and the tentacles and whatever. Like, I would have loved something like that. But the most we got was the little like black veins coming up his neck while he's laying down on the hospital bed and him screaming, but that's it. Like, that's all we got. That's the most. And then of course it flips to the title, um, the black, uh, black screen with like the weird wispy white sort of forming Venom's eyes, his signature eyes. And then it kind of forms into a V and the Venom, by the way, the Venom like typography, the font they chose Mm-hmm. It looks so stupid. It looks like it belongs on Beauty and the Beast. I swear they use the same fucking font. Is it not the same font from the comics, like the logo? The V, I thought the V was at least, because it goes, the, like the white stuff goes, I'm, I'm white goop, hey guys, and then it turns into a V. And then like Venom's eyes and stuff, and the V looked like the comic V logo, but maybe, I don't remember the rest. Well, see, I don't, I don't really remember the comic V logo, so maybe that's accurate. But to me, it looked the way it was like uh, it had like this out the border for it. And it with the border sort of had like a, an embossed sort of like bevel on the edge. I was like, what is this? Beauty and the Beast? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Tell him. Is that okay? I'm showing you right now the, the comic oh, logo. The, is that what you saw? Okay. The V is accurate, but the rest of Venom does not look like that. Okay. Yeah. The rest of the of the word just it came across very stylized, almost too too perfect looking. It should have been a lot more like I, it should have been like dripping blood, or it should have been the the symbiote like black stuff just like spooling out everywhere. Like yeah. Do you think that in this movie they're gonna go with a Tom Hardy in like a a black onesie as Venom, <laughs> or they're gonna have like a giant hulking like we are venom venom so i actually hope it's both i hope that he can kind of flip back and forth Mm -hmm. obviously i really i prefer the the ultimate spider-man uh venom style where it is like that hulking Mm -hmm. venom i think that's the cooler looking venom and we haven't really seen that yet so i would really like that personally uh to have that size uh and that that sort of like imposing menacing frame but i also hope that there's maybe like uh, a slightly more tailored version of it as well. Like, so it's not like he he can maybe adjust his size at at will. Yeah. I I really want like a absurdly huge. Yeah. That's what I really want to see. Like, okay, if you're not, if you're not going to give me the origin story that I want, at least show me the venom that I want to see on screen. Because I'm going to hate the movie. Like, I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'm going to well, hate and, it. And we do see what looks to be, and, and this is the best, I, I mean, it's a really quick glimpse, and it's it's sort of, like, blocked by trees, and uh, the it's dark. It's like a night scene, and there's, like, light, like, uh, from a um, helicopter, like, shining down on what looks to be, like, a, a, a crash of some kind. Perhaps a spaceship, perhaps a satellite. Something crashed, and obviously that would be the most likely place where the symbiote would appear in the first place that it was something extraterrestrial that yeah. that landed 
Um, or yeah, maybe they do it like in the comics, like Jay Jonah's son, astronaut's son, you know, brings it back on accident. Yeah, yeah. One thing I did, you know, we, I think we had talked previously about the potential for Carnage to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have read that uh, Carnage is more likely going to be sort of like an end credits type thing. That he's not going to factor into this movie so much as... Um, as the lethal protector storyline or the life foundation storyline where um, the, that group creates other versions of the symbiote that have different properties. Uh, and so Venom would be going off like, and fighting off against those various types of the like engineered versions of the symbiote. So. Yeah, maybe like, I just, I have a hard time getting enthused about it at all. Like just knowing that they're not, that they're just taking it to do it. Because the whole thing seems very hasty. Like, they just finished filming a couple weeks ago. We got a trailer not soon after that, and the movie's coming out in October. Like, think about any other comic book movie. Not not just Marvel, DC, Fox. They film it, they take a year to, to make sure it's perfect, and they do reshoots. And then they put out, at least in their mind, what they think a good product is. I mean, even though they made like X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> but still, they're not like, shoot it, put it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing just seems very hasty. And like, it's, it just doesn't spark my confidence that it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, the if the concept art that's sort of in some of the logo work is, is meant to be believed, then I think we're going to get the venom that we want. But well, it's hard to say. That. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, um, well, well, we'll see what we think in October. Yeah, we, we certainly shall. So um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We'll come back to, I know you've got some more uh, more trailers you want to talk about. But uh, I want to switch gears briefly and talk about uh, some news related to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Because we love talking about Infinity War. I don't know what we're going to talk about once Infinity War is over with. Infinity War Part 2, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so Infinity War, uh, Kevin Feige recently was uh, interviewed uh, about Infinity War and about Thanos and his Black Order uh, and the, this, his children, these children of the Black Order. Um, a lot of people were wondering, well, who's going to be playing these characters? Who's voicing these characters because a lot i mean based on what we know of the black order we've got characters like corvus glaive and ebony maw and proxima midnight and i know i'm forgetting one but i can't think off the top of my head what that one is um uh those uh he says are going to be voiced by familiar uh voices now familiar that, that's all he says like he says familiar what does that mean what's familiar like we're we gonna have morgan freeman as uh as like <laughs> ebony ma <laughs> yeah it's to me it, morgan freeman <laughs> he's it's gonna be like, like he's like uh morgan freeman morgan freeman <laughs> he uh, just, that's all he says he just like says his name corvus clay <laughs> prepare to die or scum ah <laughs> uh, thanos I was going to say, it's either going to be voices of people that are, like, super distinctive. Like, you hear it, like, Christopher Walken, and you know it's him. Or Robert De Niro. <laughs> or Al Pacino. Oh, imagine if it was Al Pacino. That'd be something. Yeah, he just uh, comes and he's like, Hoo-ha! All right. 
All right. I'm here to do this to you. <laughs> I couldn't even think of an example of what he would say. There are so many names. <laughs> or it could be people um, who maybe who are already playing things in the MCU. Yeah, uh, I wondered about that. Like maybe um, you know we've had Vin Diesel play uh, play Groot and provide the voice of Groot both times. Uh, but we've never really had the voice of Vin Diesel. So I thought like maybe they'll reuse Vin Diesel to play one of the, the Black Order characters and just use like his very deep the things I'm going to do for my country type uh, like triple X voice, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I could see that. Um, maybe it's some of the actors. Like we know that Doctor Strange voiced Dormammu as well. Oh yeah, uh, and did the motion capture for him. So I mean, there's a lot of like areas they could go. It makes it really like the 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 uh, perspective and hopeful voiceover actor that I want to be. Like I just think about like that opportunity and like the possibilities that exist, and wondering what dream cast, dream cast. Uh, I would uh, I would choose to have play the the Black Order. Like that's such a cool thing. Granted, they're probably going to be a a one and done thing like they're not going to be in part two of infinity war is my guess but who knows never know you never know who knows yeah that that's interesting yeah what if Danny, an answer what for if you? Danny DeVito is going to be uh, one of the voices <laughs> <laughs> all if he does is penguin voice could be worse. Your nose can be gushing blood. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my oh, god! Man. Crack me up. We're awesome. <laughs> Best friends. Best friends ever. All right, Wonder Rob. Tell me more about some other trailers that recently came out. All right, let's talk about Deadpool Two. Meet Cable. Oh yes. So as we all know. Uh, Deadpool 2, the sequel to the highly acclaimed Deadpool, is coming out the week after Infinity War. I believe the 18th. 18th or 19th. Okay. No, two weeks. Maybe it's two weeks. Yeah. No, it's the 11th. Listen, it's just, it's a day in May. All right, let's just agree it's in May. Anyways, uh, a, a teaser trailer was released, and it was very... Deadpool-y as you could expect. A lot of fourth wall breaking, a lot of in-jokes, a lot of jabs at other properties, but a lot of footage of things we hadn't seen before. Like, I didn't know Terry Crews was in this movie. I know! That was so hush-hush! I saw him. I, I actually rewound the trailer. Not because I noticed him, but there's the scene where Deadpool and everybody goes off, or goes to the edge of the plane, and I was like, oh, I gotta rewind that and see who's there. I was like, okay, you got Domino, you got, uh, I don't know who that guy in the back is. Uh, Shatterstar. Crew? Yeah. Yeah. There were, yeah, there were a lot of characters, uh, lesser known, but definitely X-Force uh, members that, uh, that were in that. So, I mean, like, talk about, like, just full of Easter eggs and cameos and things like that. I love it. Freaking yeah, love it. I'm, I'm hoping that 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 is sort of a lead-in, maybe just like a little tie to X-Force, because we know they're making it, well, I mean, at least Fox said they were making it before Disney bought them. <laughs> so, maybe we won't get it. Yeah. But we or maybe we'll get a good one. <laughs> well, maybe. And I really liked 
<laughs> when they show Gable and he's got just a green arm <laughs> and the whole thing had to stop. It's not like it's a mustache. Oh, my favorite. He goes, what in the actual ass? <laughs> Dale, what in the actual ass? <laughs> I want to use that in like my daily just like routine of, of things to say. Like I'll be at work and somebody doesn't do their part. Like they didn't finish their project. And I'll be like, what in the actual ass? What in the act? But you got to do it with that uh, Ryan Reynolds inflection. <laughs> Ass. What in the actual ass? ass. <laughs> but I like that they took that jab at Justice League. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's not like it's a mustache or something. <laughs> oh my gosh! And the the cute little Disney nods that they had, like Deadpool coming in in the Woody from Toy Story outfit, yes. and they he dropped the action figure and it said Wade on his shoe, like like Andy on. The, I can't even say that. Oh, laughing so hard. Like Wade on Deadpool's shoe, like it said, uh, you get what I'm saying. Never mind. Like like Andy, like Andy was on Woody's shoe. Right? Yeah. I couldn't think of his name. I couldn't think of Andy for some reason. Um, <laughs> that was really funny. And that was a nice little catch. I didn't catch that when I watched it. Nice job. Well, here's what I like to do. Like I'm I'm of two two thoughts on these trailers. Number one. I've said that I don't like to watch trailers too much because I don't like to be spoiled on things and I don't like certain parts of the movie, even though they're cool, just to be like ruined or nullified or the impact lessened because I watch the trailer so many times. Like a good example is in Avengers Age of Ultron, when the trailer came out, they had that shot of all the Avengers like jumping at yes. once. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, it's so good. <laughs> and then, like, Hulk, the Hulk buster and Hulk going at it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And I watched the trailer so much. And then I saw it in the movie. And yeah, it was cool. But that, like, initial, like, feeling of the first time wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, like, the first time you watched it, the boner was just, like, taking over your yeah, your jeans. Like diamonds yeah like you just like you know had to get a whole new set of jeans because you basically just busted right through the zipper but then you saw it in the movies and it was still great but you were like oh, i think i might need some enhancement you know to, to reach the same the same level yeah it's like it's trying <laughs> but it needs a little <laughs> i can feel it trying wonder rob does uh doesn't need any enhancement pills according to viable sources yeah i'm a virgin <laughs> thanks <laughs> this is a by the way hi mom <laughs> <laughs> anyways hi rob's mom <laughs> yeah, she's uh, one of the listeners hi mom i'm gonna hear about this in a text <laughs> okay that's that's why i brought it up that's why i do these things to you i don't even remember what i was talking about oh <laughs> versus trailers so let's get back on topic so i don't like watching trailers a lot because i lose that feeling but then if i also like to dissect trailers a lot and so I'll, I'll be pulling up the trailer and pausing it every second like what's going on here what's going on here what's going on here and so that's how i noticed the andy thing that's how i noticed terry cruz got a good look at that negasonic teenage warhead yes She's looking good she does look good she looks cool um and when I say she's looking good, I mean her costume looks a lot like like the original X-Men costumes. And, yeah. And I saw it and I was getting real upset. I was like, see, if 
Fox, you can do it. They don't just have to be in leather onesies. They're like all black. It. Yeah. You can give them a costume. Uh, but yeah, it, it just looks really good. And I'm getting I'm getting pretty excited for this. And I like that it wasn't joke heavy. Like, it just gave you like one or two funny moments, but that were trailer specific. Like, the arm not being there. And Andy playing, or Wade playing with his toys. But not ruining jokes from the movie. So I was happy about that. And also to have Deadpool in a costume. Yes. Which is such a cool thing. Because, I mean, you go to the you go to conventions all the time. And, I mean, not to mention just comic books would have had that too. But, like, conventions, you rarely see just Deadpool as Deadpool. It's usually Deadpool as something. Deadpool as a cowboy. Deadpool as, um, as I don't know, you name it. Like, whatever. Yeah. There's and I like that cross exposure like a deadpool ghostbuster yeah, or something deadpool bob ross and yeah all that stuff and deadpool just in general is a character who's in his costume most of the time because he's so ashamed of how he looks he just yeah. stays in his costume um which they did really well in the last movie and i'm hoping they did do in this too but anyways deadpool deadpool 2 coming soon to a theater near you and that comes out in may may it is may i want to say the 11th Damn. now that i'm uh, remembering because Avengers Infinity War comes out the week before I get married and Deadpool comes out the week I get married. The day That's... I get married, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm dang. Sure. <laughs> get him to the church on time. <laughs> That's Where's awesome. Rob? <laughs> oh, he's at IMAX 3D right now. <laughs> no, he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> um, so speaking of movies coming out in May, uh, of course, we know that Avengers Infinity War comes out in May. Mm-hmm. Um, the famous Hulkbuster suit that we saw in the trailers for Infinity War, as well as seen in the film uh, Age of Ultron, uh, that Hulkbuster suit is about to get released in, uh, in a special like Ultimate Collector's Edition Lego form. Yes. Uh, over a thousand pieces. I'm thinking like, a, I think it's like 1300 pieces. Yeah. 1,363 pieces. It's got a really awesome display. It's nine inches tall and uh, it is really impressive. It's even got a, a light brick built inside it. So it'll actually like light up like at its core. Oh, you need batteries for this one. Yeah. So um, it looks really, really impressive. Definitely. If you haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, there's also uh, the Iron Man Mark 43 minifigure, uh, which I think is for Lego. This is the only set that has this particular uh, Mark version of the Iron Man suit. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so the Iron little Iron Man minifig goes right inside the Hulkbuster. It's really, really cool. Um, there's multiple arms, just like how uh, the Age of Ultron kind of switches from the Hulkbuster fist to the jackhammer arm. Both of those are, are like interchangeable. Very, very, very cool. And it comes out on March 3rd. March 3rd for 120 bucks. 120 bones, but uh, that is actually for this for the set and for the uniqueness of it. Because there's been other versions of the Hulkbuster. There's even going to be another Hulkbuster Lego set that comes out in accordance with uh, Avengers Infinity War, but it's much smaller. It's not as detailed. This one is very detailed, looks super cool. If I'm gonna get any Hulkbuster, it's gonna be this one. Yes. I, when, it, uh, when you originally sent me the story, I opened it up and I looked at it and I went, oh, and I was sitting with Kim and I 
<laughs> and I was like, should I get this? And she stops what she's doing. She looks right at it and goes, no. <laughs> and what? Going, <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, the end of that conversation. Yes, dear. <laughs> so what you're saying is I have to buy it for you for your birthday. Yes. <laughs> that was, that's why I brought it up. Oh, that's going to be a perfect wedding present. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Kim will be pleased. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you guys have like a registry, but I, I got, I kind of went a little rogue on this one. You know, I went Rob's registry. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> now another movie that comes out in May, the end of May. Uh, I'm talking about Solo. Oh yes, Solo. So Solo also had a recent trailer come out. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. But um, Solo uh, Toys recently uh, sort of having some uh, some news articles about some of the toys that are about to come out. For instance, there's a Lego Millennium Falcon uh, mm-hmm. that that is going to be coming out, and that that particular set is called Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Yes. So with that in mind, like that sort of tells us a little bit more about the potential plot of solo that it will in that will involve the uh the castle run which of course has been this fabled thing whether that be a race or more of a um a lot of people are saying it's it's actually more like uh the planet castle is known for having the spice uh spice mines and spice in the star wars universe is actually like a drug it's basically like cocaine for, oh. for star wars so uh so there, the consideration is maybe that he's smuggling the spice out of Kessel, and he's probably being pursued by Imperial forces or potentially um, Could be. bounty hunters, or maybe it's just planetary environmental stuff to try to get through. And maybe it's like his escape, and maybe that's the Kessel run. I'm not really sure, but um, the, the ship, the Millennium Falcon, looks a, a lot different than it does as we've seen it in the original trilogy or the, the subsequent trilogy that happened after that. Um, there's a lot of blue on the ship. Mm-hmm. The, the place in the front that's normally got that separation, it's Wait, actually, no. yeah, it's filled in. And according to the, the, the Lego uh, model, it's actually, that's where the, the, like the, the storage bay is, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, it makes me wonder, because I remember in that first, I want to say it's the it's a uh, new hope that Han Solo says something about dropping his cargo at the first sign of trouble when he's talking mm-hmm. to Greedo, and maybe that's the cargo. Like maybe that's how he loses that in the process. Maybe it's part of uh, battle damage or something that happens during the castle run. I don't really know, but we do know that this ship was originally one from Lando Calrissian and. Lando's in the movie Solo as well, uh, and his Lego fig is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it looks just like Donald Glover. It like, does. It's amazing. He, he's real badass looking, and he looks nothing like Lando Galrissian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, he's like 20 or 30 years or younger in this, but he looks nothing like him, but he looks way badass. Like I'm, He looks so badass that I'm willing to forgive it. <laughs> he doesn't look like Billy D at all. <laughs> Billy D. Where's this Colt 45? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, now, there's another set that was actually, it's not Lego. It's just like Hasbro or um, I forget the, the toy maker, but the their version of the Millennium Falcon has 
panels that sort of blow off of the Falcon. So it's almost like it's taking battle damage. So that makes me wonder if what started out as a pristine ship in this movie, Solo, we're going to start to see it sort of take some damage because obviously by the time that we see it in A New Hope, it's already at that point described as a piece of junk. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot that it must go through uh, over the years. Well, it should be interesting. Should be interesting. I, I really like that Lando figure. Yeah. I want it, I want it for my shelf. <laughs> now, the other thing, the other thing that they're, they sort of potentially spoiled. So by the way, I apologize in advance. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't want to be spoiled about anything more solo related, uh, you'll want to kind of stop listening here for a moment and fast forward a little bit. Um, we have timestamps we provide in the bottom. So if you want to skip ahead to the next news story, you totally can. Uh, but the uh, Hasbro recently uh, sort of debuted some pictures of some of the action figures that are going to be coming out in accordance with, uh, with Solo, of which they have a, um, some pictures of Chewbacca and Han Solo, both in uh, broken shackles that were attached to their feet, and they're both extremely muddy. And uh, so uh, one theory is that that's how they meet, perhaps in prison, perhaps as part of like a chain gang or something like that. Um, but they clearly at some point in the movie are imprisoned or, or caught at some point. Now, in the extended universe, uh, which may or may not be considered canon, according to uh, this, this story, we'll find out, the pair meet when young Han Solo encounters Chewie, who's trying to free a bunch of Wookiee slaves. So uh, this might be that, but we don't know for sure yet. So it's something to potentially look forward to. Interesting. 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 All right. I'm intrigued. I hope the movie's good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Wonder Rob, um, any more trailers to talk about? Oh, you know there is. There's a little trailer for a movie called Avengers Infinity War. Ooh, Avengers Infinity War. Now, we talk about Avengers Infinity War a lot, like you said. But this is a new excuse to talk about it because during the Super Bowl, there was a 30-second spot with, I would say, at least 90% new footage. Uh, all just quick things. No real, no real indication of the story outside of what we already know. It's just mostly, check it out. Isn't this cool? Such as the nano uh, armor, or the <laughs> call it nanovirus, nanomolecules. <laughs> Forget it, man! Bleeding, I'm forgetting everything. Edge. This one, bleeding edge. I'm still thinking. My mind. I'll talk about it more when we talk about Black Panther. But after seeing Black Panther, I immediately came up with a theory about Iron Man in the in Infinity War. But we'll okay. talk about that. So remind me. Okay. But I wanted to start going into my theory there, but. The bleeding edge armor iron man which is something that was rumored for a while but you get to see a quick shot of it sort of going around his neck and his hand looking uh, like almost like a robot hand maybe he loses his hand that's the theory i've come up with too because it his hand doesn't look like it's a whole hand in that it looks like a robot hand but i can't tell if it's the bleeding edge wrapping around his hand or if he actually has a robot hand. but we'll see when the movie comes out but you get a, a cool chance to see that. You see Spider-Man up in that ring that you see in the old trailer, but he's not in the Iron Spider suit. He's in the old Spider-Man suit. And so I, w- I found that was really interesting as well. You get uh, 
to see Thor with Rocket and Groot and Rocket and Thor are looking ahead and in very serious fashion and Groot's on his phone <laughs> playing <laughs> his little games. Oh man, that That's, really You know what, every, every bit of concept art that I've seen of teenage Groot, he's always got that like Game Boy or whatever it is, he's always got that in his hands. He's always like got his head in his video games. And that's so like Guardians of the Galaxy feel. Like they kept, to me, that's like a joke that would have been in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. They're like, put it in Adventures in Infinity War. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Uh, the shot of Doctor Strange like, winding up his spell and then iron man just busting through it so like to me that feels like a scene where they maybe haven't met before um oh gosh plenty of shots of the guardians and then like individual shots of like black widow nebula and stuff like that yeah. it also new things to look at and it looked good it does look really good there's even that one part where you um tony and 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 peter Parker and uh, uh, Doctor Strange are all on what looks to be potentially a ship. Like maybe they're they've been picked up by the Guardians. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but and and you can see like Peter Parker's like looking around, like very like in awe of Billy being in space or something mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know, crazy. He's like he's what a sophomore in high school <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> like he's yeah, he's just a little kid, man. Yeah, it just looks really good. And that was definitely one of those trailers where I really just went through it over and over and was picking it apart. Because I, I was just like, I just want to see what, I don't want I don't want to be spoiled, but I want to see everything at the same time. Oh God, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like I so said, there's not really a lot to talk about it aside from the little new things that we got to see. But uh, the hype train is on its way to Avengers Infinity War Station at full speed. I dig it. I dig it. So, Wonder Rob, I got a couple of things I want to ask you. Okay, so, ready. the first thing is, I, I I feel like, and maybe you've already said it, but I feel like you wanted me to remind you to talk about what, either what Kim said about the Venom trailer or what you said to uh, Kim yes. about the Venom trailer. Yes. So, <laughs> I was talking to Kim, my fiance, about the, the Venom trailer, and now, keep in mind with Kim... She has, she has like a loose working knowledge of the MCU and Marvel. It's definitely not her cup of tea. She's more of a like Game of Thrones, uh, Rain on Netflix kind of person. Um, but since she's stuck listening to me talk about it, she has <laughs> a, a loose knowledge or anything. And so I was getting ready for uh, our podcast tonight and I was just watching the trailers again and I... Venom trailer came up and I just was like, ugh, Venom. And then Kim says, I know, Spider-Man's not even in it. Wow. And I was like, oh, I love you. (laughs) Oh, we're getting married. (laughs) And it was pretty good. That's pretty much the end of the story. (laughs) But I was just, she just threw that out of nowhere and I was like, you... You, I like that's, that's pretty righteous. That's pretty yeah. righteous. You know, there was a moment uh, the other night we were out at a wine bar, uh, myself and uh, my girlfriend, uh, Katrina, and Wonder Rob, you know Katrina very well. Oh, of course. Um, uh, but we were talking and normally I don't, I don't bring up geek stuff because it's kind of, 
it's my thing. She doesn't always, you know, she doesn't share my level of interest with it. And you, you definitely can understand that with, uh, with your relationship too. But she surprised me. She surprised me because she knew some stuff about Black Panther uh, that she had done her own research, she said. Oh, like, really? What? It was like a jaw-dropping moment. I was like, what? You... She, I was, I was very impressed. I was very. What impressed. did she say? I'm curious now. I want to know what she had to say about Black Panther, or should we save it for the Black Panther review? Yeah, let's save it for that for sure. We okay. actually, uh, I will say this: we, um, I, I saw it for the first time on Friday after work, uh, Black Panther. But then I saw it just before we started recording this podcast. We just finished oh, it. Oh man, you're crazy! And Katrina joined me uh, for the second viewing. So she got to see it too, and she had a great time. She enjoyed it. She loved it. She liked it. She didn't fall asleep. No, did not fall asleep once. In fact, she was very engaged throughout it all. Um, we'll talk more about what she really liked about it, this or that. But uh, definitely, okay. it got the got the girlfriend's uh, um, thumbs up. So that's uh, nice. It's a good sign. That's a good sign. Okay. The other thing, the other thing I wanted to ask you, since we we brought up Solo, we didn't really uh, mention too much about the trailer, but maybe like. Your, a few thoughts on on the solo trailer that recently came out because that came out right around the same time as the Infinity War TV spot because uh, I think it was pretty much there was a, a TV spot for Solo um, right around Super Bowl Sunday and then like the full trailer released the next day and it was like a minute minute and a half or something like that. Yeah, I I don't know what's the name of the guy playing Han Solo. His name is. Uh, well, while you're looking that up, because I, I just can't remember, I've, I'm not familiar with him. Oh, Alden Aaron Rake. Okay. We'll call him Alan. Al, Alden. <laughs> we'll call him Alan. Uh, two L's, no D's. You can call yeah. me out, call me out. <laughs> but I. I I haven't seen the movie and I haven't seen that an actual performance from him, but I wasn't like getting that Han Solo vibe from him. Yeah. And after I saw it, I was, I've been reading online. A lot of people feel the same way, but I'm not going to crucify the guy over it just yet because I'm going to wait and see what he can do. But it's, that must be like a scary thing for that guy. Like, and exciting. Cause awesome. I get to be Han Solo and Oh shit. I have to be Han Solo. <laughs> right. Like everybody loves Han Solo. Um, but anyways, like that was the first, my first impression of it. The second was, I was like, where's Chewie? Gotta see Chewie. Oh, he looks exactly the same. All right. And then his like ragtag team of like his gang, his like little, the droid that looks like Alpha 5 from Power Rangers. <laughs> oh no. Zordon. I mean, the, the trailer, I still, I think it was interesting. You know, it, it didn't get the pump, the hype train going for me because I, the hype train for me for Solo never really actually arrived. I was just like, oh, okay. All right. It just wasn't like, I'm like, okay, I guess we need to know more about Han Solo. Like I just sort of felt, even though I like the character just as much as everybody else does, but I was just like, I feel like we don't need a, Han Solo prequel, but we'll yeah, see. I'll watch it. Well, my I, other... I, didn't, I didn't think we needed a Death Star stealing plans prequel either, and that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, I I, w- I will say this that there's a lot that this that movie uh, Solo has dealt with with the the losing of a director, 
the the massive amount of reshoots with Ron Howard taking over, there was a significant amount of the movie that got changed or restructured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever a movie goes through a crazy amount of reshoots, either it's going to be great or because of all the reshoots, it's going to be like so disjointed and weird and it's not going to flow. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> it's funny that you said that, not the cautiously optimistic part, but the everything being rearranged. There's been all these stories coming out too, or rumors, because of course we don't know if there's any actual truth to this, but that Disney is preparing for a bomb on their hands. Yes, that's true. I have read that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be scary. really weird. Star Wars and bomb don't go together, but we all thought the same thing about Pixar. Yeah. And then they made uh, everything past Dinosaur, so. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. But, I mean, I'm going to see it. Because I have to, because we have a podcast. Right, exactly. You don't have a freaking choice. <laughs> so, I'll let you know what I think about it then. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we are going to f- switch gears. Thank you so much for tuning into our geek news portion of the episode. We're going to switch gears. And now, we are going to flip into some geek Theater! 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 All right, so we're going to kick off some Geek Theater. Wonder Rob, tell us all about Geek Theater. Well, Geek Theater is the game that is sweeping the nation! (laughs) Our nation! Our computers. Anyways, anyway, Geek Theater is a game that we play where we take a script from a movie that we really like, one that we would even classify as geek-tastic. We read a scene back and forth from the movie, but the game is that you're gonna be doing a celebrity impersonation and I'm gonna be doing a celebrity impersonation. We're recasting the roles in the movie. And the point is, can we A, guess who each other is being, and B, not sound like total idiots (laughs) while doing it? So far, no, the idiots part, but... So far, Jimmy, you're the reigning champion. That's right. Which I have a special title as champion. What is that, Wonder Rob? King of the Geek Theater Universe? Question mark. That's close enough. I'll take that. That's that's a very nice. It's got a nice ring to it. All right. So we'll go with that because I'm almost positive that's not not the right answer. <laughs> but that's the premise, and that's the game, and we are going to be reading the script from Marvel's The Avengers. Ooh, all right. So uh, specifically, we're going to do a scene involving the characters of Loki and Tony Stark. This takes place closer to the end of the Avengers movie uh, inside the uh, Avengers Tower. Well, I guess it's really Stark Tower at that time. Becomes Avengers Tower by the end of it. Wonder Rob, I believe you're playing the part of Tony Stark, Iron Man, and I will be playing the part of Loki. So, uh, with that, what do you say we kick it off? All right. Interior, Stark penthouse, day. Loki walks in, holding the scepter. Tony casually walks down the steps towards the bar. Please tell me you're going to appeal to my humanity. (laughs) <laughs> i can't decide who i want to do i'm gonna go for it actually no i'm not gonna do that one 
<laughs> Actually, I'm planning to unthreaten you. <laughs> uh, you should have left your armor on for that. Yeah, it's seen a bit of mileage. You got the blue stick of destiny. <laughs> 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 Would you? <laughs> I feel like I'm going nowhere on my things. I'm going to start over. Yeah, it's seen a bit of mileage. You've got the blue stick of destiny. Would you like a drink? Oh, man. Uh, stalling me. Stalling me won't change anything. No. 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 Threatening. No drink. You sure I'm having one? The Chitauri are coming. Nothing will change that. What have I got to fear? The Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we call ourselves sort of a, like a team Earth's Mightiest Heroes kind of thing yes I've met them yeah takes us a while to get any traction I'll give you that one but let's do a head down here your brother the demigod a super soldier a living legend who kind of lives up to the legends a man with breathtaking and good management issues, a couple master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. <laughs> that was the plan. Not a great plan. <laughs> when they come, and they will, they'll come for you from underneath the bar table. But I mean, from underneath the bar table. <laughs> 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 Pulls out a uh, colon tote, let's just say that, bracelets, a honing device. I have an army. We have a Hulk. I thought the beast had wandered off. You're missing the point. There's no throne. There's no vision of this, but you come in on top. Maybe your army, <laughs> maybe your army comes, and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because we can't protect the Earth, baby. Damn sure well that we'll avenge And scene. I'm going to try that last line again, but as the person I wanted to impersonate the first time. But for okay. fun, this doesn't count. All right. You're missing the point. There's no throw. There's no version of it. We can come out on top. Maybe your army. <laughs> Maybe it's too much for us. You can't even do it. <laughs> I know who that is, though. Who that, that's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> but like I can only do one line. I can only say one line of dialogue. It's Eddie Murphy. Hey, Shrek. Hey. Oh, is that cake, Damn well, sure will, magic. Yeah, like I can't do anything past that. And so like in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, Shrek. <laughs> Continue saying. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So, I had a really hard time doing my impersonation and maintaining the impersonation while reading, while reading all these lines. Sometimes it's tough. It's tough. I'm sure everybody who was listening was like, can this guy even get a sentence out? Yeah. I had a really hard time. They're like, I think I'm going to fast forward to the Black Panther section. Oh, man. <laughs> were, you, uh, were you being Sean Connery? No, I wasn't. Dang it. You get two more guesses. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a guess on yours. Uh, were you being, were you being Stan from South Park? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> that wasn't a real guess. <laughs> you're just you're beating me right now. You're trolling me. Oh uh, God. Give me give me another one of your lines. Do your um, Alright, let's see here. Find a good one. Please tell me that you're going to appeal to my humanity. Please tell me that you're going to appeal to my humanity. It's not Michael Caine, is it? It is Michael Caine. Oh, it is Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Kobe. Woo! Nice job, nice job. All right, um, I need you to say another one of your lines again. All right, I'm going to try, I'm going to, try to say this line without messing everything up. I'm going to do it. It's that, okay, try to do it without messing up. Here we go. One, two, three. The Avengers. <laughs> it's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Who's Maddie's heroes? That kind of thing. Okay. All Sad. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that confirmed it. That confirmed it right there. <laughs> I, I was leaning that towards it, and I wasn't positive, but that, that was it right there. That, I, that, that did it. I don't think that was my best work, but <laughs> who was I being? You, sir, are being the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, loser. All right. Loser. <laughs> bad hombre. <laughs> yeah, bad hombre. Yeah, I don't think that was my best impression. <laughs> I don't think that's our best president. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Hey, you just lost our audience. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's the worst. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, okay, well, look at that. That I, was good. Okay, was so really good. I don't think either one of us were co kings of the universe. That's true. Because here we are, born to be kings. <laughs> All right. So All right. That was Geek Theater. 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 All right, folks. So with that, we're going to take a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to dig into Black Panther. So stick yes. around. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. And together we are BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. The podcast where two idiots discuss weird phenomena. This week we're talking about ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Why? There's too much weird stuff in the world for it to be coincidental. See, I don't, because ghosts are souls, and shirts, pants, and jockstraps do not have souls. These ghosts should be naked. My jockstrap has a soul. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Join us every week when we talk about cool phenomena ranging from... Skinwalkers? To... Simulacra? There you go. Bye! Find us on Google Play, iTunes, and all those other podcasting places. Or visit us at www.bspodphx.com. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We are Geek So To Speak Podcast, and you are tuning in now for our segment on Black Panther. I'm Shaw, yeah. and of course, this is Wonder Rob with me. That's me. <laughs> uh, so, Wonder Rob, uh, you had a chance to see Black Panther on Saturday, I believe. Yes, I went Saturday morning awesome. to go see Black Panther. Wanted to see it Friday night. Didn't work out, so I saw it Saturday morning. Okay, so, all right. So, let's just, like, dig right in, because um, this, is the, this is the moment that everybody has been listening, been waiting for 
We want to hear what we think about Black Panther. So uh, my one of my favorite parts about all of this is always doing like a challenging you to a a word limit premise. So right. let's go with a 15 word limit on Black Panther's premise. Okay, here we go. Here the premise of Black Panther, 15 words or less. T'Challa, his dad died. He gets to be king. <laughs> Shit. Is that my cousin? Crap. <laughs> By the way, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, you know we're going to... Okay, yeah. One you... tiny thing I said. <laughs> That's a major he's, plot point. He's going, into, he's going into a premise, so if you stuck around, that means you don't care about spoilers. That's yeah. what we got to say about that. <laughs> oh, well. It was still you good. It. You did it. You did a great job. That was a nice 15-word premise. I liked it. I liked yes. It. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay, so... Uh, this was unique because we got a little bit of backstory on Black Panther in Civil War, but just enough to know that his dad, King T'Chaka, um, was killed in that whole assassination attempt on the UN, or I think, well, might not been the UN, but it was happening right around that time, and uh, and now he's taking the 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 throne for the first time, and we get to see that. And really, this movie only takes place like I think like a, I think they said a week. Yeah, like a week or two weeks later from from Civil War, so that's like no, almost no time at all. Yeah, it was uh, just a, a quick little like, hey, remember Black Panther from Civil War? Well, now he's got his own movie. It was just like its own way of like taking you back, yeah, to what had happened. Now, um, Wonder Rob, did you like as far as like comic books? Because I know that you you've been a little bit more into comic books than me, and at least you grew up with them a lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. Did you ever collect any Black Panther comics? Black Panther was one that I didn't read when I was a kid. Um, I just I wasn't aware of Black Panther when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, I was I was definitely more in like Spider Man, X Men, Fantastic Four. Like I was more into those titles. They would. You know, they crisscrossed their paths here and there, but Black Panther was somebody I would like see here and there, but I didn't pick up his comics. And I didn't really become familiar with the character until, you know, just later in my life when I was reading comics, you know, my late teens, early adulthood. Um, I never read his series alone, though, just because I didn't. It just... I just didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I just knew enough about the character. I was like, okay, I get it. And I just didn't feel compelled to want to go into his character a whole lot. Like I was more into to Luke Cage. Like I really liked Luke Cage. Um and Heroes for Hire, but I didn't really go go into Black Panther. But I had a, I had at least a working knowledge of him from my adulthood. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, I never really knew that much about the character. In fact, the, I think my first exposure to Black Panther was seeing him as like a selectable character when playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance mm-hmm. when that when that game first came out. Like Black Panther was an option, and certainly he was agile and had these cool like claws and stuff. But I didn't know like hardly anything about this character whatsoever. And then I think my first instance of kind of becoming familiar with Wakanda was 
either in Ultimate Alliance or Ultimate Alliance 2, I can't recall, um, but you visit Wakanda and you have to go through like the various areas. You've got to fight the Dora Milaje and um, mm. uh, it's just really cool. I mean, like the, the concept of Wakanda existing uh, sort of hidden from the outside world and sort of being the the actual El Dorado of legend, you know, it's kind of, it's, pre- it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I was familiar with and it didn't, it didn't really strike me until I saw him in Age of Ultron, but it was Ulysses Claw. I was like, oh, he's a Black Panther villain because I was familiar with him from the comic books too because he wasn't, I mean, he was mainly a Black Panther villain, but you know how it is. They, Characters cross over here and there, so I would see Claw and other things too. Um, and Claw like eventually died and turned into like solid sound waves. His character took some really dumb turns in the comics. I'm not gonna go further into that. But when Age of Ultron came out and Claw was in it, I was like, oh, because at that point they'd already announced that they were doing a Black Panther movie, and so I was like, oh, this is gonna be how they lead into Black Panther. So I was pretty excited about that too. Plus, I like Andy Serkis. Oh yeah, he's awesome. And in fact, his version of of Claw in this movie is even more expanded and even more fun. And like, he's a fun villain and unpredictable, and just he he, he loves being a bad guy. Like he's yeah. so good at it. I was gonna say he's a cartoon. Like yeah. in this movie, he's a cartoon. He's a cartoon bad guy, and it works because everything else, even though it's a comic book movie, takes a very more serious sort of tone. And doesn't really have any sort of comic relief. And so I thought his character worked. I wasn't um, super thrilled that they killed him. But just because I really like Andy Serkis. And I think that like he he had a lot of potential. Yeah. So I wasn't super thrilled that they got rid of his character. But I still enjoyed him for what he was, for what he was worth. I liked it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, now... There's one thing I want to I want to talk about that it, it's kind of like a I don't know, I'm confused. Maybe you can help me and kind of clear things up. So um, I've been doing a uh, a Marvel movie rewatch mm-hmm. that started maybe like a couple of weeks ago. I started with Iron Man. I'm doing it based on the release of the movie, not the not the chrono uh, chronological order, but more the release order. So I started with Iron Man, then I watched uh, Incredible Hulk, and then I just recently, just the other day, watched Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. And in Iron Man 2, there's the, you know, Tony has to fix this palladium poisoning that's happening in his body. And to do so, he creates a new element, mm-hmm. which that new element is, is vibranium. Mm-hmm. But uh, isn't, okay, from Black Panther and its storyline, doesn't it sort of indicate that vibranium is extraterrestrial that it's not from earth it's not like an element of earth yes so so how could he create vibranium like doesn't that make kind of like seems weird well i actually forgot that that he said that up until (laughs) up until you just mentioned that so (laughs) my mind immediately I mean, it might be a continuity error, but, you know, my sort of nerd brain of explaining things is that it is technically a new element because uh, I think it's known that it's not from Earth, 
I mean, because that's how they were telling it. They said it's a meteor. So let's work under the assumption that it's common knowledge that vibranium is something from a meteor and that everybody knows that. So he could have said, I created a new element. I managed to recreate vibranium. I'm so smart. I am Tony Stark. <laughs> well, I guess my thing is, though, like, if vibranium has existed for as long as it has, um, or, like, why would they they know to name it the same thing? You know, like, like in Iron Man, like, Wakanda, that the concept of vibranium, I don't think it was known at that time. Did they really, did he really say, because like I said, it's been a little bit since I've seen Iron Man 2. Did Iron Man say he created vibranium? Because well, in Captain I mean, America, the first yeah, picture, they show him his shield for the first time and they t they flat out tell him it's made out of vibranium. That's exactly right. That's That was my second point. So you, you beat me to it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So if vibranium existed in Captain America's time, that's clearly even much earlier. Where would they have gotten that vibranium? Because in, in Iron Man 2, he says to himself, he says, I've used every known element and I cannot fix, I cannot find a suitable replacement for the palladium core. Every known element. But yet he had a Captain America shield in that box. I just, you know, it's just, there's some weird con uh, continuity issue. I'm going to have to go back and look at that because I forgot all about him saying that. And so now I'm curious. Oh, gosh. Um... But yeah, and I remember in Captain America, the first Avenger, they said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but that it's it's a very rare metal and that there's not a lot to go around of it, essentially. That they they have a very scarce source of vibranium. And so that's that still fits in line with Black Panther. But yeah, I just don't remember that. I just, I forgot about that part in Iron Man too. I'm gonna have to look into that. That's See, I think sort of slipped between my fingers. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I think I did read online is that it's it's only in the Iron Man two novelization that he uh, that the element is is noted as vibranium. So oh, okay. So then, I guess the question then becomes: Is that novel considered canon? I'm gonna read, read a book. So no, <laughs> not canon. So yeah, screen is canon. I mean, one thing that we definitely see is that vibranium, in every other sense of the word, is used as a metal. Except for in Black Panther, we find that it's more than that. It's it's an aspect of their society. They use it uh, within their clothes. They use it obviously for their weapons, but they use it for healing. Um, it's affected the land and created an ecosystem that's a little bit different producing the heart-shaped plant uh, herb and you know the mystical properties that surround that i mean that's so vibranium is clearly a lot more than what what we've seen it to be before and i like the, how they describe it as you know pretty much the essence of wakanda it's so much more than just a, a metal yeah it, it has um Essentially, it's like the, the magical MacGuffin that does everything you need it to do. Um, and I know we're sort of just jumping around here with our thoughts, but I was thinking, I was like, well, we know Infinity War is coming out and, you know, there's one Infinity Stone left and they didn't mention it in this movie. And I was like, I had that thought across my mind when I was just going back and thinking about the movie that 
vibranium has all these powers like and it's a giant meteorite that hits it like what if it's a giant casing for the soul gem mm, that could be that um, could we'll be. find out i Maybe mean haven't mined deep enough to find it yet yeah um and this is like super fan theory like <laughs> don't that's not anything that's been confirmed i was just sort of thinking outside the box because think things i saw in this movie affected how I was looking at the Infinity War trailer. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, like, at the end of um, this movie, during the, the first post credit scene, we see the Black Panther say, we are ready to share our knowledge with the rest of the world. And they're like, what can a third world country share with us? And then he does that. That's when uh, T'Challa looks at the camera and, yeah. it, and it cuts to black. <laughs> um, and so, but he has that suit that essentially materializes from the necklace. Like that's the new upgrade that they, the girl gave him. And Iron Man has a suit that forms around him in the same way in this trailer. That's true. And so I was thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder if with the, the, this, of the wealth of the Wakandan technology has affected Tony Stark's tech. Oh, absolutely. And, I can't wait to see Stark and Shuri in a room together. Yeah. Uh, I really like the idea of him seeing somebody that's smarter than him. Yes. And being like, what? <laughs> but if that if that essentially affects his costume, that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious about. That was the thought that I had earlier today. I was like, yeah. oh, what happened? <laughs> they did it good job yeah. no that makes sense that makes sense to me and you know what it, it, to, to me the concept of being able to sort of enter the astral plane or ancestral plane and talk to you know these talk to your, your dead dad or whatever like that to me implies an aspect of a soul right like that is the perfect indication that the soul stone is within Wakanda that it, maybe it is at the core of this meteorite that they you know Claw says during the movie, he's like, they haven't even scratched the surface on this meteorite. There's so much left to mine. They haven't even uh, dug deep yet. And so, you know, if there is a soul stone at the center of the, of the, the meteorite, and that's, that soul stone has sort of um, uh, imbued the vibranium with an additional ability, you know, that, because um, I, I wouldn't think that a metal would have that kind of mystical property you know what i mean like just because a metal interacts with the environment and causes these plants to grow and these plants then you you ingest them you get superhuman abilities like i think that right there is an indication that it's more than a metal it's what has what the metal has been exposed to and i think that you're right on i think the soul stone has got to be uh still in wakanda because the only other thing i can think of as far as why Wakanda plays such a huge portion of that trailer of Infinity War, is that perhaps um, that's where they're keeping Vision, like as as if they're like our our last place that we can protect Vision is in Wakanda. So we are, um, you know, Thanos is trying to get Vision. He tried once, was unsuccessful. You can see the way they're trying to get the thing out of his forehead, but um, from r rumors and things I've read that that they're not going to be successful in getting the stone out of his forehead at that moment. So then I think that Wakanda could sort of be like the last refuge for all the heroes to try and protect vision from getting the stone taken out. I don't know. 
Well, let's just uh, we'll earmark this and say I called it. If that's if that's actually <laughs> what, what's happening, I dig it. I like to do a lot of theorizing after I see my Marvel movies. Um, yeah, but this aside from that, like I said, the Infinity Stone doesn't get mentioned. Like this, Black Panther is really its own thing within the MCU. I mean, aside from a, a quick shout out for like, hey, remember Civil War? Remember Black Panther? Okay, now we're doing his movie. Like that's that's really it. Aside from, I guess Andy Serkis and um, Bilbo Baggins, that there's not any any sort of major connection to the greater MCU. And so they do uh, a good job of just sort of keeping this isolated and keeping it character focused. And I thought everybody was really good. Um, as a whole, I didn't walk away from this movie with the same feeling as like after Thor and after Spider-Man and after uh, Civil War, like, I got to see this again right away. I got to see this again tonight. I didn't have that. I do want to see it again, but I didn't have, like, an immediate one. And so I think this movie's really great. But I think Marvel is consistently making great movies. And yeah. so even, even though it's a great movie, it's not their greatest. But, like, I think if they put this movie out, like, in that first wave of movies like Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor, Captain America, that Black Panther would have blown all those out of the water, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, but they just keep upping the bar with this. And so, like I said, even though it's a really great movie, I don't think it's the best one out of phase three. So everything after Avengers Age of Ultron. What do you think? So, how many movies would have made up Phase Three? We've got so you got um, no Ant Man. No Ant Man was still Phase Two. So, Civil War came out. Doctor Strange, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Spider Man, Thor Ragnarok. Um, 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 am I forgetting one? I feel like I'm forgetting one. That might be. Well, that sounds pretty accurate. Okay, so yeah, we'll just say that. And if there's, a lot, yeah, there's a lot of good movies in that bunch. Um, you're right. They, <laughs> They just keep getting better and better. But I think I feel like Phase 3, they're really upping their game on everything. Like, Thor was better than any Thor movie they, they put out. Totally. Spider-Man was better than the last two Spider-Man movies that came out. Captain America Civil War, in my opinion, is the best Captain America movie they put out. Agreed. Doctor Strange was... Awesome. Um, was really good. Um, it, it equal to my enjoyment of, like, Thor and Captain America, the first one. I don't think I like it better than Iron Man. But anyways, like not to get off on a weird ranking thing, but it's just, I feel like these movies are so good right now that even their greatest movies that they're making have a lot of competition. Yeah, that's um, true. But there were a lot of things I really liked in this movie. Like, I really liked Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Like, he was really good. And his character, Eric Killmonger was very like a very sympathetic villain and something even though you might not necessarily agree with how his character is going about doing what he's doing but you can understand his motivations like he just wasn't i'm gonna take over the world because i'm evil sort of bad guy he was yeah like you said he's he's the cousin uh 
to, 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 to the Black Panther and he also technically has a right to the throne. Yeah. Well, and he didn't get those opportunities. And, you know, it really, you can see this movie does such a great job of creating such a, a realistic idea. And you said, you said that he was very empathetic. He, he so, he so is his, his, um, uh, experiences as a kid watching his dad get, you know, basically seeing his dad's dead body, um, growing up in Oakland and having, you know, to struggle as a, as a, a black kid and, um, and, definitely you can tell that he's been affected and he's seen a lot of bad shit and he's done a lot of bad shit, but he's always had one goal in mind and that's really to arm his uh, fellow man that has been downtrodden and, and taken advantage of for so many years. And he really just wants to bring the power back to, uh, back to his, you know, his people. And uh, uh, he wants Wakanda to share what they've got. And to some degree, his goal is realized at the end of the movie because Black Panther T'Challa recognizes, you know what? We can't be closed borders anymore. We have to, we have to share. We have to take the best parts of Wakanda and try and make the world a better place, which in some ways, less violent ways is what Killmonger wanted to do as well. So Killmonger, like his goal was, you're right, it wasn't about conquering this or that so much as it was arming his his friends and family and fellow brothers and sisters and in a goal of trying to sort of take back everything that they've lost or everything that was taken away from them. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was really interesting. And he did such a great job. The dude was freaking ripped. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. He took his shirt off and you like, see those scars. And I was like, yeah, he was definitely a huge jacked man. <laughs> um, That's for sure. He was vicious. I love this character was far more interesting to me, obviously, than Human Torch. But that's uh, you didn't see that movie, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't. Uh, speaking of interesting, I thought, and you have to let me know if you agree with me here. I thought that about every character in the movie was a little more interesting than T'Challa. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think my favorite character in the entire movie was Shuri, no doubt. Shuri was cool. Shuri was freaking so fun. She had this like life to her. And, uh, you know, Shuri's supposed to be like 16 years old. She didn't strike me as 16, but she did strike me as youthful. She's mm -hmm. 24 in real life. So there's a little bit of, a, of an age gap, but she's able to play young and, and uh, sort of precocious and uh, I, I really thought she just in, uh, injected so much life and in, in comedy into it. She was very pop culture. I dug it. And you know, she becomes a Black Panther, or in the comics she does. That's right, yeah. She becomes a Black Panther too, but can they even do that anymore? Like, they, they flat out just burned all the, the, the heart-shaped herbs in this movie. They're like, oh, you want to be a Black Panther? Fuck your Black Panther. Nobody else gets to be it. And well, I was, was kind of bold. I was wondering about that. So, I mean, granted that you have to assume that that's the result of the vibranium meteorite hitting the earth and it created this, this crop, mm -hmm. but are we supposed to believe that that's the only place it grew? Like I, I have to, I think of it like, you know, Ian Malcolm chaos theory, you know, life finds a way. Like I'm sure that 
that's not the only spot that uh, in Wakanda that there's a, a heart-shaped herb. Like, there's got to be something else. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Like, it's it's never flat out said in the movie that this is the only place where it's growing, but it's implied. Yeah. So, and we know Mar- how Marvel lives in these movies. They'll, they'll set up things. You're like, oh, how are they going to get around this? Tony just blew up all his suits in <laughs> Iron Man 3. Uh, yeah, I made some more. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen here. They're like, yeah, we... We burned all of those ones, but there he didn't see these ones in my backyard. So it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but um I like Shuri had that sort of like cue from James Bond sort of feel to her. Absolutely. And yeah. this movie felt like a James Bond movie to me. Like it, it it was he was like, I'm the king now. All right, let's go be spies. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, and when he like he like went down into her lab and it was it really had that feel like just like James Bond has to like take all these weird, you know, trips to get to Q's lab. And then like once he's there, she's like, don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. I like she showed him the new suit and was like, go ahead and kick it. Said, Why'd you kick it so hard? Yeah. Why are you kicking things in my lab? <laughs> and then she's like, stand right next to it. <laughs> and he gets blown back with the exact same amount of force he kicked it with. Yeah. I love that. That made me laugh. Now, I don't, I don't know if that type of technology was something that has been previously seen in a, in a Black Panther comic, but that was a really cool element to add because not only did it have a great function, but it looked cool too. Having that purple or uh, vice versa on uh, Killmonger's Black Panther suit, it had that nice orange glow. And in that scene where they are, fi- like the final aspect of their fight that takes place down deep in the mines, where it's kind of dark, it was nice mm-hmm. to have that that purple orange sort of like Phoenix Suns, oh yeah, thing happening. Like it was really, um, uh, it was really cool, like aesthetic. Like it was very like visually stunning. Yeah, and that power, it's a, it's a, his suit can do that in the comics, like the repulsor, not repulsor, but kinetic energy blast. Like that's something he could do in the comics. Oh, okay, I didn't realize um, that. But. Speaking of that fight in the in the mines, this is my only nitpick with the movie that I didn't think the CG was super great in that particular part. Like everything else was really good, I thought. I mean, you gotta suspend your belief anyways, like for certain things like, oh, okay, they have this rhinos with vibranium horns. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Or oh, you're in a dreamscape where um you know, the sky's always purple. Fair enough. But during that scene, it felt to me like I was watching a completely computer animated thing from top to bottom, where <laughs> even though I might see that in other Marvel movies or Star Wars movies or anything else, like my brain doesn't go in that direction because either the animation, the look of it is real enough, or maybe I'm just more into the movie. I don't think that's the case here. But I just wasn't super convinced with that CG. Like when they were out there in the field and everybody was fighting at the same time, like that was better. And I liked that a lot, especially with the, like, like I said, the rhinos and all that stuff. Like I thought that was really cool. But when they got into the mines, that was really just my only nitpick is I didn't particularly like the CGI in that scene. Yeah, that's fair. And you could tell earlier on in the story when Shuri was talking about those trains because Everett Ross was 
was looking on. He was like, what is that? Why are they, why do they do that? What do those lights mean? What do they do? Like, you know, it's like, that's like Chekhov's gun. Like they wouldn't show that if they hadn't had an intention to make it like a moment later. So they yeah. express it as detail and things like that. Um, speaking of fight scenes that were really interesting, the scene that takes place in the, I guess it's kind of like a casino with that sort of like front, um, that scene is really interesting because it's, although it's not truly one continuous shot, when that fight scene is happening, they do a great job of sort of creating it to make it look like it's one continuous shot. Mm-hmm moving from the floor to the second floor back down to the first floor bodies are flying you're switching focus from black panthers fighting to to uh nakia is that how, she, is that how you pronounce her name yeah nakia yeah. and then um uh okay i think that's right yeah one of the she's part of the the she's the general of the dora milaje um uh, the, just that sequence is so interesting to watch because I didn't catch it the first time that it was meant to be a continuous shot. But the second time I saw it, I was like, oh man, there's, I mean, I know how cinematography works. So I know where they're breaking the camera, but they're trying to make it a fluid shot and they're doing a really good job. Uh, you can, they kind of like how they did in Birdman. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Birdman, but the, that movie is based on like a continuous shot, but they're really not. They just have really unique cutting techniques that make it look like it's all still the same camera, steady cam shot. It was just yeah. really brilliant. So I love that. I love the following chase scene that happened through the streets of, of uh, South Korea. Just so cool. The, that chase scene was friggin' badass. And like the hologram car, like, yes, I'm yes. getting in. And then the car blows up or gets gets totaled and she just falls to the ground. <laughs> I love when she runs over the guy and she's and she but she doesn't really know that that happened. And she's like, yeah. wait, what what was that? And he goes, Don't worry, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. You just killed a man, but all right. <laughs> in, in the bar when they were um trying to make um Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman as the guy who is buying the vibranium that moment where claws people come in and <laughs> the girl she she just sort of turns her back but she's still the only one there speaking in a wakandan accent <laughs> and she gets made like immediately yeah like, you guys you messed up <laughs> like, <laughs> <keep your> mouth shut. <laughs> like they figured out who you were immediately and then all hell went loose. And then she turned her wig into a weapon. <laughs> that was pretty smooth. <laughs> that, that was, was pretty, pretty smooth. That was pretty rad. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved Claw in that. It was cool to see his sonic uh, sonic arm. Uh, yeah, he, but, he would sort of do like the Vulcan live long and prosper symbol. <laughs> and then it would just keep going and a gun would come out of his hand. <laughs> like, it's unsettling. It's like, felt like I was watching Robocop or like a Total Recall. Like where the girls, the lady's face opens up, <laughs> like in Total Recall. Like that's sort of what it felt like when I was watching. Yeah. Now, um, the aspect of killing off Claw, that kind of bugged me. Yeah. I just really like Andy Circus. Yeah. I, I kind of hoped he would always be a thorn in Black Panther's side. Like that's just like his nature that no matter what they try and, and catch him, they can't. He always eludes them. Like that's... That's a cool villain to have because you can always count on him to be interesting and, you know, be some nice background. But they clearly needed 
to have some closure to that to create the sense of a real um you know that that killmonger was such a, a badass villain he would need to take down what would be considered the black panther villain like you need to like kill the baddest to become the baddest yeah i mean i guess i can appreciate that it just it always bugs me in comic book movies where they kill the bad guy yeah because in the comics bad guys just don't die or they die very rarely and they come back bigger and badder the next time and so uh, we haven't seen it outside of loki in these movies or the winter soldier to some degree but where bad guys come back and they're even worse than what they were doing before and like i think there's a lot of opportunity for that in these in these bad guys and so i was a little upset that they killed him and killmonger also dies <laughs> and that's just like something that i don't like in comic book movies at all but i think killmonger he might be up there in my favorite bad guys in the MCU. I'm right there with you. Absolutely. Be him and I mean let's let's just put Loki and Winter Soldier into their own thing because they're not just bad guys anymore. They're like main characters. But I think aside from Killmonger, the only other bad guy I think that maybe isn't as good as him but is close was uh Baron Zemo in Civil War because okay. he was just a guy who couldn't do anything to Iron Man, couldn't do anything to Captain America, so he turned them on each other. Okay. And I thought that was very clever. Um, and that's a good bad guy. Um, that is a good bad guy. But anyways, not we're talking about Black Panther here, but I, I just really liked Killmonger. Man, I know we talked about it already, but Michael B. Jordan was just really good. Um, really, really good. Yeah, I have to say the entire cast was really impressive. Um, I even, even though it was a very brief and, uh, you know, not very much scene time, having Sterling K. Brown, who is famous for being Randall in uh, This Is Us, mm -hmm. uh, having him play the uncle who sort of betrays King T'Chaka back in the 90s was, uh, I think, a perfect casting because it had to be somebody who the audience would already have some empathy for. And then he has this just natural ability to be so convincing and so genuine that no matter what he's saying, like it's unusual to see him play a bad guy, but even though he was a bad guy, he was just, he had a different moral compass than the rest of us. He had seen the struggles being a war dog for Wakanda, uh, basically here in the, in the United States and in, in Oakland, he had seen the crime he had seen the um the the racial profiling and everything and he was tired of it he wanted to make a change and that's why he did the things that he did like he had he had honest justification for what he did and i think they really chose a great person for that and such a small role to play but he's such a convincingly honest and real performance. i, I love it yeah. yeah he was really good i'm not from i hadn't ever seen him before this movie um, I don't know what else he's been in aside from, you know, This Is Us, but I haven't seen that show. But I hear it's good. You mention it every week. He also, <laughs> that's true. He also played uh, Christopher Darden, who was one of the attorneys, one of the prosecutors uh, in the O.J. Simpson trial. So he played that character in the People versus O.J. Simpson, that mm -hmm. FX series that was on. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he was great in that too. He's, he's great in everything. Um, 
dude's a freaking star. So, and I think it's it's so cool to to you know to see primarily African American cast in this movie that's just breaking records left and right. Like it's it's already won the biggest uh, opening for uh, an individual comic book character. If I remember correctly, if I read the headline correctly, because this is just some stuff that's come out today and it's Marvel's in their top five highest grossing opening weekends. Yeah. Of all time. Not surprising. The movie is really well put together. Yeah. It's just from start to finish. Well written. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. Like I said, really well written, great cast. And even though, like I said earlier, it's not, I don't feel that it's the best out of phase three. But it's still better than the majority of Phase Two and Phase One. Totally, absolutely. You know, um, I don't know if you even had a chance, but on Twitter, there's a, a hashtag that's sort of taking Twitter by storm. It's very, very much trending right now. Um, it's a hashtag What Black Panther Means to Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chadwick Boseman, who uh, played T'Challa in Black Panther, he said. Um, Uh, in a New York Times arts article, he said, "Um, I've done other films that have had historical significance because of what has happened in the past. (coughs) Excuse me. But this not only references to the past, it sets the stage for where we're going. And so I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. And if if our listeners get a chance, uh, if you're not currently um, following that hashtag, take some time out because it's... uh, it's really interesting to just to see the the outpouring of of sort of love and appreciation for this particular movie. Um, a lot of appreciation for the the black women of the cast who are clearly in charge and kicking ass and taking names and amazing. Um, Michonne from Walking Dead as as Okei. I totally probably mispronounced that name, but she's the leader of the Dora Milaje, and she's awesome. Uh, just yeah, really strong women roles in this. Like, not just people who are taking a backseat or who are just there to serve furthering the plot. Like, I was really impressed with the 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 way the women were written in this and the the leadership and just how they got to essentially be badasses in this also. And it, it makes me excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it makes me excited for Ms. Marvel. Like, if they're going this direction, I think it's going to be good. But they'll never get me excited for Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Even well, if it's written the exact same way, I just can't get behind that character getting, a, getting her own movie. <laughs> well, um, Wonder Rob, let's talk a little bit about the uh, end credit scenes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. So I had mentioned earlier a little bit of the first one where uh, we see... The Black Panther addressing the United Nations, and we're going to give you, well, they don't know he's Black Panther, but addressing the United Nations, guess what? We're going to give you access to all of our technology. To me, that was kind of a weak mid credit scene. Like, I felt like the movie could have ended that way. Yeah, I felt like it should have been part of the movie. Yeah, it, exactly. It didn't really seem like that would be, that was like an, like an, kind of an understood I thought, you know? Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as the end credit in uh, Thor, The Dark World, where that giant cat monster is just running around. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like the, the uh, shipping yard. Anyways, so that that just is what it is. But the the very end, the stinger is we are in a sort of a little village in Wakanda somewhere, and the white wolf comes out. Oh yes, the white wolf. None other than your man, Bucky. Bucky <laughs> Barnes awakened from his uh, sleep, his cryogenic sleep. I thought they were just putting him in cryogenics at the end of Civil War is sort of what it implied. I didn't realize they were just going to take off the arm. <laughs> we'll yeah. Sleep, put you to sleep and we'll just take off your arm and then uh, you just go live on, on the streets. How's that sound? My thing is like, what... It's not the arm that's the problem. It's the brainwashing that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure part of it was, or I'm sure almost positive that part of it was, okay, let's go ahead and uh, unbrainwash this guy too. Um, and also clearly sure he's going to upgrade his arm, give him something pretty fancy. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we know he has his arm. We've seen it in the, yeah. in the trailers. He's got another arm back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, just enough to let you know that, hey, Bucky's alive. He's pretty much the same guy, but not evil, and he has one arm right now. After the first and the mid-credits sequence, I said to uh, my friends Vicky and Crystal, who joined me on Friday, I was like, what the heck? Not even a mention of Bucky? Like, seriously? Like, Bucky's been hanging out in Wakanda this entire time, and there's no mention of it? And uh, and then (laughs) moments later... Bucky scene. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> now, um, I wanted to go back briefly to the, the mid credit scene because there was um, um, the one thing I did really like uh, was his speech that he gave. It was a pretty mm-hmm. awesome speech. I'm going to try and do it justice and I'm actually going to try and read it like T'Challa. Oh, okay. All right. So this is my, my, very, best, this. <laughs> my very best or very worst T'Challa impression. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how... I'm, sound, I'm starting to sound like Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning into a master <laughs> We will work to be an example <laughs> of how we can be as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. While the foolish build barriers. While the wise talk about a dig at Trump. Oh, right. Yeah, I've read some uh, some people sort of kicking back about that line in particular. Six to beat Trump, right? You know, I'm going to confirm nor deny that that's about Trump, but I'm going to agree that the cards are not stacked in his favor. (laughs) Yeah, even if it's not, it's uh, uh, it's definitely poignant for sure. And then he says. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. And that's such a great way to close things out. To, what a great mentality to have. Hopefully, it's very hopeful. It's very idealistic. But, um, you know, I, that would be amazing to have some sense of, of, uh, of uh, togetherness and companionship and 
a, a unified goal of just being better, you know? Yeah. So tell me, where do you, how do you feel this movie ranks compared to other Phase 3 movies? Um, so Phase 3 is a tough one because there are so many great ones. And I'm a huge Guardians fan after seeing, you know, these two Guardians movies. I, I didn't know, I didn't think when I first saw the Guardians movies that that they would be such a, like a, like I'm, I would be such a huge fan of them, but I am. And so I feel like it's not at the level of Guardians Volume 2, mm-hmm. but it's, um, I would say on par or at the same level in my ranking as Spider-Man Homecoming and Doctor Strange. Okay. So like, I think it's, I think I like it better than Doctor Strange. Man, this year was just such a good year for, or not this year because we only just started it, but the last like chunk of movies, Thor, Spider-Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 were also good. Like I want to say, I'm giving it, I think I think I enjoyed Spider-Man more. I want to say I enjoyed it Thor more, but I enjoyed it equally as Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Is I think is where I oh, got it, okay. but it's so hard because they're all so good. Like every everything is good. I think Black Panther is one of the best, if not the best, introduction movie for a character. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, that's a good point. Spider Man really... not counting because even though Spider Man's Homecoming is technically an introduction, it's not a character we're unfamiliar with. Yeah, um, like I like it better than Ant Man. I like it better than Doctor Strange. I like it better than Thor, I liked it better than Captain America. Iron Man, the first Iron Man, though, is sort of up in the air, whether or not I like it better than that. But it's definitely, like I said, if not the best, the second best character introduction movie. And Phase 3, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go so far as to say Phase 3, with the exception of Doctor Strange, is all tied for first <laughs> right now. Yeah, like, that's... I have to, I mean, man, it's such a, such a good lineup and there's no, it's not even slowing down. Like, um, obviously we have infinity war coming up and just, I mean, less than probably it's like two months. Yeah. Two and a half months. It's crazy. Like 70 days roughly or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, one of the trailers that was part of, that was attached to black Panther was Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that's coming out in July of this year. Like, Oh yeah. Two months after. If we only get two Ant-Man months after this year has been so densely saturated with marvel and i freaking love it like i don't think we've ever had this many marvel movies within this short period of time i feel like this is the most like closely densely packed year of marvel yeah and then you're getting uh, jessica jones is coming out this year also jessica jones season two is coming out we're getting another daredevil i know we're steering off movies here but daredevil season three is supposed to come out this year also um it's gonna be a good year for marvel and then dc's got aquaman so (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well i i say i say we uh we close out our our black panther topic and and close out our our episode with what we do all the time right which is our mini mystery unboxing yeah so uh wonder rob yes i was desperately trying to find a a uh, black panther themed marvel mini mystery 
uh, Funko Box. Guess what? They don't exist. Oh man, they don't freaking exist. Which makes me wonder: uh, Is Funko racist? What the heck? <laughs> Obviously, that's the answer. It's gotta be. They make it for Thor Ragnarok. They do it for Civil War. They do it for all the other major releases, but they haven't done it for Black Panther. Go figure. That's too bad because so, I would like a Killmonger. I know it would have been some cool figures. So I thought to myself, well, we could do another um, like a Marvel Spider-Man, or we could do a Marvel X-Men. I even found some more Thor Ragnarok figures, but I thought, you know, I don't want to retread over another one. Like we should do something different this time around. Let's do something different since we couldn't find anything. Let's try something else. So rather than it be a mystery, I got you something. All right. It's a mystery to you. Yes, it is. So, uh, uh, Lego mm-hmm. also has uh, sort of like a, a smaller box concept. They're called Brickheads. Ooh! And I got yes. you. I got you Iron Man. Oh with yeah! Iron Man Brickhead. All <laughs> right. That'll keep me busy at work when I should be working. So there are ninety-six little tiny pieces that make up a sort of a sort of a dwarf version of the character so i got you iron man and since i don't have uh any um any figure for the flash i got myself a flash oh cool they have a little flash one yeah so the best thing about dc right now is the flash so um i have to collect these so yeah a lot of those they are, yeah, there's different series of them. Uh, for instance, the rest of the Brickheads for Marvel, at least this series, is Captain America, Black Widow, and the Hulk. I don't know if you can okay. see them on there. Yep. So, uh, and then for DC, they've got The Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Aquaman looks like a rabbi. He looks like a rabbi with um, orange chainmail. They went... Aquaman and Cyborg instead of Batman and Superman? <laughs> I think they're in a different series. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys doing? And they also have ones for, they have a few for Star Wars and a few for uh, Lego Batman movie. So they've got like a, a Joker and a Batman from that um, and the Robin from that and stuff. So yeah, so there's some cool ones. It seems kind of fun though. So um, right. I, I know you're going to be in town uh, in the next few weeks. Yep, some sometime in March, twentieth, so, uh, something like that. But I'll probably I'll probably send this to you before then because I've got another figure to send you as well. So you'll get that soon. Oh hell yeah! I can't <laughs> wait. So so with that in mind, that is our episode, folks. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed episode eighteen, focusing on Black Panther and a lot of cool geek news and uh, and geek theater as well. A uh, big thank you, of course, to our subscribers on iTunes and SoundCloud. You know, if this is your first time listening to us, please, please subscribe. Let other people know uh, what we're doing. We always, we always, always appreciate um, any additional word of mouth advertising you can do for us. Let us let, get our name out. Um, if you're, if this is your list, first time listening, or if you are currently subscribed but you haven't done so yet, please rate and review us. Uh, please do both, rate and review. Uh, we love the reviews. We actually recently got a review from uh, Hollywood Daryl. And um, we just want to say thank you, Hollywood Daryl, because that was a really, really sweet review that you, uh, you gave to us. So thank you so much for saying such nice things. We are listening. 
Um, uh, Wonder Rob, tell us, uh, tell our listeners about the social media aspect of Geek So Speak. Sure thing. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC. Geek So To Speak P as in pterodactyl and C as in cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find Shaf at I am the Shaf. On Twitter, you can find me at WonderRob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B, just to confirm from earlier, and whatnot. Let's spell out yours, I-A-M-T-H-E-S-H-O-F-F. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Geek So To Speak Podcast. And don't forget our website, http colon forward slash forward slash www.geeksotospeak.com. Perfect. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Jessica Jones. Season two might not be out exactly two weeks from now because I believe the episode uh, come out March 10th uh, or I, I think it's the third. Is it? Let's I'm just do a little, a little quick up. see. Okay. He's Jones looking it up. To... But what he's letting you know is essentially our next episode, the plan is to cover Jessica Jones. Season two is the plan. And we'll be back with a fresh take. Uh, March 8th, March 8th. March 8th, all right, all right. So it'll be like every other week and and a half before our next one. Yeah, so we hope you tune into our next episode. Same geek time, same geek channel. Have a great one. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Hashtag black is the new black.